Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. When you've done your hammer during PE with Joe, relax, the football's back. Gamble responsibly, cdunleary.net. John, how are you doing? You're there? I'm here, Adrian, yeah. Good stuff, good to chat with you. We obviously had you on only a couple of days back at another... Uh, sad conversation in so many ways Mark the passing of a of a, an English legend and an Irish icon I suppose in, in so many ways with Jack Charlton and uh, that conversation is there if people want to go back and, and have, a, have a listen to it it's a desperately sad time for you John I was only thinking about it before we had the conversation that you've had a few mates and a few former colleagues pass away over the last um, couple of months it's a very tough time for you how are you? I'm, I'm okay Adrian I'm, I'm still here anyway and I'm uh, I'm terrified of this uh, this virus as most people are, but I think when you get to my age, it, it makes a big difference. Uh, and uh, strangely enough, like the, the, the three lads that passed away, pals, friends, uh, fellow players, uh, it was only Norman that, uh, that got the virus. You know, Trevor Cherry uh, passed away as well, but Trevor had a heart attack, apparently, which I was very surprised at, because he was always a very fit lad. And, of course, Jack, well, Jack, Jack hasn't been well for a while. Adrian, a good while. You know, we had a big do at Christmas, the Freedom of the City from Leeds, for all the lads who played at a certain time, uh, and Jack couldn't make it. And uh, that would be very unlike him. You know, whenever we had a meeting of the old players, our old pals, he, he'd be there, and uh, he couldn't make that particular thing. So it's a very sad period, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I mean, the, the, that group that you had together uh, at Leeds at that time, John, like the the, uh, the there's a point in time, I suppose, when you think about it, when we, we you know consider the existentialism of everything, our, our place on the planet, I suppose, everybody considers themselves to be infallible to some degree at some point in time. But it must be uh, all the more the case for somebody like yourself uh, and some of the names you've mentioned there who've like reached the status they have at elite level sport in terms of physicality and mm-hmm. mentality, and must. I mean, I don't know, does it make it all the tougher then when you see people of such uh, fortitude mentally and physically uh, pass away? Well, well, you've seen them over a long period of time. Uh, but I, I think most of the lads, well, I certainly do consider myself lucky. Uh, 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 I'm 79 now. Uh, Jack was, I think, 74, 75. Norman was 77. And, like, we go back in time and you go to, to poor Billy Bremner. Uh, you know, Billy, Billy died in, in his early 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a shock to us all because Billy was always the most energetic of us all, always messing about, kidding around and over the field, obviously a, a, a total dynamo. Uh, and that that was the biggest shock to us all. I think when some of the lads pass away now, it's very sad, uh, 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 Adrian, but not surprising, mm-hmm. you know. Like we 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 get to get we got together like most people at, at our age now we didn't get together as often as we should have, you know we kept saying oh yeah we must do that we must do that and like most people the time flies by and uh, we didn't we, we got together we got together at Christmas Jack couldn't make that one um, but he but he was at a signing in Birmingham last year with most of these lads so we got together every so often but not as many not as many times as we should have. And, and in terms of the relationships and that sort of stuff, John, that you would have had with the, those lads, you fit back into each other's company easy enough? Oh, very easily. Uh, I, mean, I, was, I was there for 12 years uh, and played with, uh, like Jack was there, I played with for 10 years uh, with Jack and, and 12 years with Norman, a few with Trevor, 
uh, Trevor Cherry. Uh, and it, 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 when you look back on it, uh, Adrian, it's like being in the army together. All the things that you have to do, because you always have to depend on each other on the pitch. You know, if one or two or three or three guys are not doing it, then everybody suffers. But luckily enough, I played with a group of lads at Leeds that none of them would give in. And we were playing those days in the behind the Iron Curtain where the, the match wouldn't be televised and the referee would be robbing you and the, the home team would be getting stuck into you. Uh, and you needed, you needed everybody to, to, to pull together and stick together, which we did. So we could trust each other. So when, we, when, we, when we'd meet up with each other, funny enough, a lot of people think you're going back on matches, I scored this goal or you scored that goal. Never talk like that. It was about different things. How's the family? We, we, it was unspoken, the the the, uh, the bond uh, between all the players. Yeah, and um, yeah, like it's. It, I suppose, like you say, it's. It is that thing in life where everybody says, "Well, we'll catch up at some point," and then it's it's yeah. difficult. But uh, around times like this, John, are you in more contact then uh, with some of the former teammates or? Do you, do you reach? I mean, it's tough, obviously, the circum, uh, current circumstances. But are you uh, in contact with each other a little bit more now, around times like this? Then, yeah, well, well, Eddie Gray would be my my main contact at Leeds. Eddie still works at the club and that. And uh, like, if I get an early morning call from Eddie, I dread it, Nathan. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, uh, because Eddie, Eddie, Eddie brings the news. You know, Eddie's a great lad. Um, so, like, he got the stage. He broke the news for for for, for Jack and and uh, Trevor Cherry, and and uh, you know, it was very, very, very sad. And it's 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 not funny, but I do say to Eddie, Eddie, ring me late on in the day and uh, give me a chance, you know. But Eddie, yeah. you know, see Eddie, we see Peter. Peter's not well. Peter Lorimer's not well. Uh, Mick Jones is okay. Alan Clark is okay. Uh, Paul Reaney is good. Uh, you know, most of the lads are okay. There's a few. There's a few gone as 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 we've been talking about there, mm. Adrian. But uh, there's still there's still a few of us, and like we couldn't go uh, to to Norman's funeral, as you know, with this uh, virus situation. But I think what we'll do when when everything calms down, we'll we'll get together as a group in in Leeds, uh, mm. and uh, and uh, see Su- Susan, uh, uh, Norman's wife, and, um, and have a bit of a send off in that way. Yeah. What what are occasions like? I'm sure that'll be very somber, John. What what are the, what does the conversation turn to on days like those when you fall back into, as you said, your kind of army ways almost? That that feeling? yeah yeah. It, it it it's not sad sad sad, Adrian. You know, like we, 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 I'd say we'll talk about the the times we had with Norman and some of the things he did, some of the funny things he did, and then plenty with Big Jack <laughs> of some of the things that Jack did. Uh, not so much with Trevor. But that, that's the way it usually goes, you know. It doesn't. Go, we, we might talk about matches that we played in a certain way, but it wouldn't be the time I scored a goal or Norm what you did. And it, we, mm. footballers, ex-footballers, maybe don't talk that way, but they talk about the funny parts, mm. you know, the funny times and the good times. Yeah, and players. Sure we talk about ex-players as well, you know. Uh, and you definitely, definitely would get Mick Jones. <laughs> The first words out of Mick Jones be, what What about the, the money the lads are earning today? <laughs> they go, oh, Mick, Mick, come on, our day is gone. And uh, But Mick will always, always refer to that. That's one of the first things out of his mouth. But, yeah, but he's he, he, he soon taken down on that. 
<laughs> a fly on the wall for those conversations, John. I'm, I'm, I'm sure about it. One word on Jack before we um, leave the general topic. Uh, it struck me over the last while, I think, like I mentioned at the, to at the top, about his iconic nature, I suppose, on this side of the water. It yeah. struck me from some, listening to some of the stories, uh, John, about the humanity of the man, which I hadn't overly, the generosity and humanity of him th that I hadn't overly considered before until I heard the uh, stories uh, that, yeah. that have been told about him. Now, Jack was a decent, what I would regard as a decent human being. Now, I didn't always get on with Jack, especially over football. And Jack was, like, Jack was older, older than our lads uh, at my, our time, you know. And mm -hmm. the thing about it was Jack, Jack wasn't always right, but he was never wrong. Jack was a stubborn bugger uh, over, over, over anything. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't be flashing the money around either, uh, Adrian, to be honest. But he was, mm -hmm. he was good company, but he was an honest guy. I got on very well with Jack. I, I consider Jack a very, very good friend. And I'm sure he considered me a very good friend. We, we went, I wouldn't talk to him about football because we'd finish up in a row. So we kept mm -hmm. away from that. Uh, but generally speaking, Jack, Jack was a, a good, solid, honest human being. Yeah. And nothing big-headed about him. Jack got on well with a lot of people. Jack was, Jack was a great after-dinner speaker, Adrian. Right. Very funny and brilliant the, way, brilliant the way he did it. Now, anybody looking at Jack, you'd say, well, that's the last thing he'd be good at. You know, but he was very good. He's very good with people. He was, he was very clever. He, you know, he handled people really well. I mean, if you, if you look at him doing the Irish job now, he was very successful. But, but he was great with people. And, he, and, and, and it was genuine with him. You know, him and, Jack, him and Bobby were, were total opposites. If Jack went into a pub, he'd be up at the, up at the counter at the bar, he wouldn't be buying the drinks, but he'd be talking to everybody, having a laugh with them and that. If Bobby went into the same pub, he'd be sitting down in a corner, mostly on his own if he could, without mixing with anybody. But mm -hmm. Bobby was a good character as well. I mean, Bobby was one, one of the, 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 the great, best player I ever played with, ever play, best player I ever played against. So they were, they were chalk and cheese, Adrian, the two of them. Mm -hmm. But Jack was so outgoing, it was just unbelievable. That's why Irish people loved him. You know, Jack was in, in Dublin and go into a bar, he'd be talking to everybody, no bother. Mm. Or down the country or that. He was he was brilliant. He was brilliant with people. Yeah, that great line when he came back from USA ninety four that uh we we uh, ate a little and drank didn't drink very much, but we'll make up for that tonight or whatever it was. There was a clear charm <laughs> about the man. He knew he knew his audience, I suspect. Oh, he was brilliant, honestly. He he was brilliant and, and uh, uh the journalists he, he, he got on great with, with, with all the journalists. He was, he, was, he, was, he was absolutely brilliant at that. Definitely, mm -hmm. Adrian. He was really good. And, 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 and like it wasn't all for show. I mean, he, he got on very well with ordinary people who, who, were, who were supporters and, at Leeds and, and, and particularly, I'd say particularly in Ireland. Although he's a long time at Leeds. I think he was 20-odd he was years at Leeds, Adrian. You know, mm -hmm. and, and Jack was... Uh, um, he, because it's when Don Revy took over... Jack, Jack played in a Leeds team that were mostly in the second division, and they had a lot of, lot of lads in there that weren't good pros, and Jack was one of them. And uh, luckily enough, when Don, Don actually played, you see, so he knew all the good lads and bad lads when he took over, and uh, Jack got his warning from Don. If you don't book up, uh, uh, Jack, you're out. And he got a grip of himself. Jack really did, and became, you know, in my opinion, for, at least for five years, the best, uh, best centre-half in what was in what was now the, 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 the premiership. But he really got a grip himself. But he was I think he was twenty eight, twenty nine when he was picked for England, Adrian. Mm. Yeah. 
it's incredible and, and, the, and the heights that he went on to achieve. John, I, I, we, I did want to take those few minutes to chat to you about that and to say to you that it's, it's amazing the amount of comments that we have had in on the various platforms of people who are thinking about you um, yeah, and to say how, how highly you're uh, regard, uh, regarded in the country and that it's worth saying to you on a, on a national platform like this and um, people are thinking about you. And, and, well, you're and very good. You're okay. <laughs> You'll have me crying in a few minutes, Adrian, to be honest. No, well, listen, that's not that's not the point of it, but certainly to say that people are thinking about you no, I, I um, and hold you in high regard as well. So, look, we've yeah. lots of football to talk about, as we always do on a Thursday night, and we'll do that uh, in just a moment. Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. When you've done your hammer during PE with Joe, relax, the football's back. Gamble responsibly, cdunleary.net. All right, you're very welcome back. It is uh, Thursday, and as always, John Giles uh, joins us on the line. We're going to get into some of the football now, and there's lots of it that we thought the season was done and dusted, certainly at the top end, John, but Liverpool have thrown up a pretty interesting uh, storyline after last night, uh, beaten by Arsenal, a couple of errors from two of their main players. The 100 points is gone, the unbeaten season is gone. Are you critical of all of that, John, or you give them a bit of a pass, given the title's in the bag? I'll give them a big pass, Adrian. I think once you do what they did at such an early stage, I think it's almost inevitable that uh, it's happening. What you would ex- well, what I would expect to happen, because once you once you win the trophy and win the league or any trophy, but particularly the league uh, title, uh, after a long a long run, it's usually, it's usually the hardest to win, uh, uh, Adrian. And you've already won it. Then when you're going out for the next match, you know when you're going for the for the title then every point counts and you want to do it and you're up for it. And, and they did it and they did it early. Uh, in my opinion and my experience of records, they don't mean anything to the players. Mm. They really don't. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, and I'm only going on my own experience. In 1969, we won the league. What we, now that we did Premiership. And we'd, uh, we'd, we'd two big records in it. We'd 67 points at the time. It was the, the, the biggest ever. And two defeats in 42 matches. Now, we didn't have as many matches as Liverpool have between now and the end of the season. But we, only, we had only think one more match because we needed to draw at Liverpool to, to clinch it after neck and neck with Liverpool. And we had one more match to play with Notts Forest, I remember, at Leeds. And we were terrible. We, we, we scraped home 1-0. But, you see, when you're in, in, in the race uh, and you win it, then after you play it, you can't contrive the emotion and the effort and mm. what you have to give in, in, in the next matches. I mean, even the, outside the, the Liverpool players wouldn't even be conscious of it. Yeah, Adrian, I don't think to be conscious mm. going to always go and take it easy day. Well, you can see by Klopp, he's raging about it. He doesn't want them to do yeah. it at all. But I'd say he'd be relatively easy on them because he'd know it, it, they, they're not doing it on purpose. It's just something that's there that needs to be done, and you go out and you do it, and you're nervous, and all the various things that need to be done. That goes away, Nathan, because you can't kid yourself. You can't say, well, we haven't won it. We pretend that we, we haven't won it. And I'm not surprised. I'm not a bit surprised uh, at the situation that they're in now. Mm. Uh, and like almost in that way, then, it's like it's an unconscious turning off almost, John, is what you're saying, that yeah, the concentration that's what, it is. Slip, that's uh, what it is, Adrian. It is a turn off. Although you're, mm-hmm. you're not doing it on purpose. You're not thinking, oh, we've won it, we've got it. it it's, just, it's just that you, you can't. It's like a, a, a lion is chasing you, Nathan. You're going to run as fast as you can. And somebody tells you he's not chasing you anymore. You don't run as fast. 
Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I'm only using that as a simple... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that's the way it is. I mean, nobody can tell those lads, going, come on now, we've got to win today. We've got to, we, we want every point, we want to win the, 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 the Premiership, and they've done it. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't consciously switch off, Adrian. Uh, uh, on that to, note, when, that... You're, when you're in that race... The, the adrenaline's flowing, you're nervous before the match, you know you have to do it. and that, That's all. That's something that, that happens because that's the situation you're in. But when you're in the situation you, that you're in in the last couple of matches, few matches that Liverpool are on, it's not there. They've won it. They've got the trophy. End of story. They won't be bothered about the records. Uh, uh, in my opinion, anyway, and only going to my experience, uh, you know, we, we needed, uh, to, in those days it was two points in the last match, to beat the record, of, and, and, and we, we scraped home. But we weren't bothered about the record. That didn't mm-hmm. G us up. Given that, that Liverpool, like, let's call it whatever, lapse of concentration, and it'll be over a number of games because they've had the thing sewn up yes. so early, uh, how difficult will it be for them then to turn that back on again? When, well, when they need well, to I don't season? think they'll turn it back on with the, the remaining matches that they have because it's not going to make any difference. Like even the record they could have it, was, if there was any sense in that for them, that's gone. What they'll be, what what club will be thinking about now is next season, Adrian. That's what mm-hmm. they'll be thinking. Get the season over, and now you've got something to play for again next season. But what, what I I found even with this, we won it in '69. It was hard to get even when the, the competitive matches started next season, uh, Adrian, to get get to the level of concentration and effort we had towards the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? Because now you've got a whole season to go at. Then we get the, the, the main thing for Liverpool last year was they'd just been nicked at the, at the, for the title by Manchester City. So if you, if you look at City's attitude starting the season, it wasn't the same as Liverpool's because Liverpool mm-hmm. didn't do it. Now they have to do it. That's the way I see it anyway. So I, I think I, I forget all about form for Liverpool uh, until this season is over and then I would expect them to start the next season, to be back on the trail again. Mm. Particularly from the, the two the two people who made the two errors, uh, given the quality that they've delivered over the last couple of years, it was uh, maybe that was maybe all the more incredible uh, of it. But I'm I'm sure John that uh, Mikel Arteta was back in the Arsenal dressing room afterwards and saying, "Listen, you know, I'm tackling the culture here. I'm you know um, I've put Guendouzi out with the, the trainer his own, and you know we've got a result against one of the best teams on the planet, lads." you know, we've turned the corner here, maybe doesn't tell the, the true story then from what you're saying. Well, well, from an Arsenal perspective. Arse no, it's a different case for Arteta. I'm talking about a team that's won it and then they've, 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 they've gone to sleep, half asleep. No, yeah. he, he, he's, he's got a long way to go. A long, long way to go to get into Liverpool's position. Mm. Uh, you know, like, there's a lot to be done at Arsenal. Now, it was a great win for them last night. And he'll take it and be glad to take it because he's not interested in how Liverpool approach it. He's only interested in how his team approach it. And it's a big win because what he's trying his best to do now is to get in the top four, to, pro- to, progress, to, 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 to get some progress with the club. But I think it'll, I think it'll take him uh, uh, going well another two years to compete with the, with the Manchester United and the, the, the Manchester Cities and the Liverpools of this, of this, of, in this, of this year. Mm-hmm. A big, he's a big job to do, but no harm. There's nothing wrong with winning, and it does lift the, the, the supporters. It lifts the team. It gives them confidence. So that was a big win for them last night, and it, it certainly meant more to them than losing did to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Okay.
Arsenal fans are patient anyway, uh, John. They've had to be over the years, so I'm sure that a couple of years would be just fine for them. We've uh, with Palace United coming up here uh, shortly live. Uh, United obviously undone by Michael Obafemi on, on Monday night. I think it was a game that you were watching as well. Yes. That that two points could be a massive swing for them now in the end of the season. Yeah, it was a bad one. It was a bad one to lose. Uh, they played well. Actually, it was a very good match. Southampton were very good as well. Uh, but uh, you know, with with Fernandez now improving them. And it looks like Pogba is going to sign a contract, a new contract, an extension on his contract, which means that he is at last committing himself to Manchester United. I mean, what's happened the last two years with, with, with Pogba hasn't been good for Manchester United because he always seemed to be looking out to go somewhere better. Now, mm. it, uh, uh, that's what it looked like to me, whether it be Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, he wasn't committed, definitely wasn't committed to Manchester United. Now, I think with the, the, this virus situation... Has, has eliminated Barcelona and Madrid and, and uh, Paris, in my opinion. So now he, he does have to buckle down and actually play for Manchester United because he hasn't really played for two years. So getting Pogba at his best would be, would be, would be a huge thing for Manchester United uh, looking, looking forward. Could it end up being a good bit of business for them? Is there is there a way you see Pogba knuckling down in a way that, uh, like he, he spoke very impressively. It wasn't after the um, Southampton game, but the game before that, he spoke very impressively afterwards about uh, hard work was the sort of main takeaway that I, I had from it. Is there a, a way back? Do you see uh, this guy? I know you've been critical, critical of him over the last while. Is there a way that this guy ends up earning a big place in the hearts of Manchester United fans and playing a big part for them over the coming three or four years? Well, it's up to him, Nathan. You know, like he's... Oh, sorry, keep calling you Nathan. Excuse me, uh, Adrian. I've been called worse, John. It's all right. <laughs> OK. Uh, no, I, I, look, he's getting big money from Manchester United. And what I've seen over the last couple of years is that he has that deal done and he's looking elsewhere to see if he can get a better deal. He hasn't been committed to Manchester United in a way that he should. Now he's in a situation because other clubs, uh, clubs whether it be Barcelona Rima can't afford as much now as they did before this virus situation came in. So now it's, it's, it's sort of said in a crude way, he's stuck with Manchester United. Now he has to play. That's the, mm -hmm. best, that's the best he's going to do. Whereas before now he's looking, looking around and where can I go? That's, that's the impression I got with him. He, he's, he's hardly played, uh, Adrian. You know, he's got to go down and play and commit himself like the rest of the lads have. Have have done now. Whether he will do that or not, I don't know. But I would. I the, 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 what a reading of his of his uh, situation now and the way he's behaving. That's what it looks to me. In other words, yes, I will sign a contract. Uh, in my opinion, I've nowhere else to go, so I'm going to commit myself to Manchester United, which which is outrageous, really, uh, uh, Adrian. You know, mm. like he's been picking up what probably three hundred grand a week, uh, and, and 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 looking elsewhere. So. Like I'd say, Pogba at his best, doing at his best, could be a, could be a plus for Manchester United. Yeah, I'm sure he's looking around at the quality of the players that have suddenly emerged around him as well. Even Martial post lockdown and Fernandez, obviously in midfield, and some several young players coming through there. Maybe that's all sort of encouraging well, him to be. I think that would be part part of it. Mm. To, be, to be honest, I think he was looking around. I think that there were a lot of good players while he was there that he could have been making better had he been doing the job that he should have been doing. Adrian. Yeah. So yeah. He, he owes Manchester United a lot, and uh, he's got to do it for them now. 
Chelsea, suddenly when you look at them, and I know that teams directly below them have a couple of games in hand, but there's suddenly a bit of daylight between themselves and um, fourth and fifth. And like even despite the blips that they've had against Sheffield United and West Ham over the last um, over the last few weeks, like Lampard probably gets to ride that out, gets a season under his belt in the Premier League where they've qualified for the Champions League, uh, like an invaluable thing. And all seems that certainly at this minute anyway headed in the right direction. Yeah, I, th- I think he's done a good job, and I think he will do a good job uh, 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 for Chelsea. You know, and some I hear him on the telly, he's, he's very down-to-earth, he's very sensible in what he says. I think he's an awful lot of good players, Adrian. And mm-hmm. I think he needs maybe two really top-class defenders to, to, to make a real team uh, of Chelsea. And I know he's buying the centre-forward as well, which I think he needs an outstanding goal-scorer uh, as well. But the yeah, midfield players, he's... You know, the midfield players he had are as good uh, as any, and he's got young Gilmore to come on as well, who I think will, be, will really be the, the, the best midfield player in the Premiership in a year or two. So he's got an awful lot of good players, uh, and I think it, doesn't, it won't take much, uh, in my opinion, with two or three players in the right positions, top class, to, to, to actually be challenging uh, Manchester United and Manchester City and even Liverpool at least challenging them. So I think, he's, I think he's done a good job so far, and if, if he gets the players in that he, he, I'm sure he, he knows, uh, they'll, they'll, take, they'll take a bit of beating. We started talking about Leeds, obviously, and the, the old days at Leeds. We better end by talking about them as well, John, because they're, uh, they're nearly back. They're a little bit of work to do, but certainly getting very close to it now at this stage. What would it mean to you to see Leeds United back in that sort of elite tier in that company? I'd, I'd, I'd love to see them back, uh, uh, Adrian. For the supporters' point of view, you know, the support when I, by the time I left at Leeds was, was, was terrific. You know, they were, oh, they were brilliant. Uh, and they've had bad times. But you can see the, 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 the support that's there. Uh, a lot of support still in Ireland, but all over the country. They, like, they sell out every week. You can't, get a, you can't get season tickets or anything for them now. They are really, really enthusiastic, great supporters. A lot of them, some of them anyway, the, the, the older guys remember the, the, the old days, but I think their sons and whoever started watching Leeds at a certain time would be delighted to be back. A huge club, huge club, Adrian. I'd love to see them mm. back. I've got a lot of friends in, 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 in Leeds who are still, uh, still follow the club and that, and uh, I think it'd be great for the city to, 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 for them to get up there. I hope yeah, so. Fingers their, crossed, anyway. They're, they're getting there, yeah. yeah, yeah. They should get it done at this stage. John, uh, pleasure as always. Listen, look after yourself, and we'll talk to you again next Thursday. <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. Next minute, John Giles on the line as always on a Thursday night. Uh, plenty to come. We mentioned that live commentary coming your way uh, in just a little bit here on Off the Ball on this uh, Thursday night. A reminder as well, by the way, that tomorrow at one o'clock we're going to be giving you another chance to win two thousand euro. It is this time in our Know Your Football quiz. It's a rollover uh, jackpot tomorrow. Nobody was lucky enough to win last week's prize, so your chance to win the rollover two thousand tomorrow. All you have to do is answer fifteen football-related questions. Some of them pretty easy. Some of them pretty tough, it has to be said. Uh, and the money will be yours, or at least a share of it, depending on how many people end up with that uh, top prize. So you can register if you head along to quiz.otbsports.com, quiz.otbsports.com, and simply log in at any time before midday tomorrow, and you will be good to go. Know your football brought to you in association with Paddy Power. Check out paddypower.com for their offers, and always gamble responsibly. Visit dunlouis.net for more information. That's it for now. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power When you've done your hammer during PE with Joe Relax 
The football's back. Gamble responsibly. See Dunhuey.net.